0: Hello and welcome to the Erwin Mitchell podcast, here to keep you up to date with legal and financial news that matters to you. My name is Emma Rush, um, and I'll be in the hot seat today. I'm a partner here at Erwin Mitchell, based in our Birmingham office, um, and I specialize in medical negligence. I've been with Erwin Mitchell since 2007, uh, when I actually completed my own training contract here. Um, in addition to my role as, as partner in the medical negligence team, I'm also the firm's training principal, which means I am ultimately responsible um, for all of our trainees, the quality of training they receive. Uh, and really making sure that we comply with our regulatory requirements um, in that respect with the SRA. So, today is a very special episode where we'll be talking to two of our current trainee solicitors um, as we aim to give you an insight into their role and um, route into O Mitchell and hopefully answer some of your questions about training contracts. Uh, so, to do so, I'm delighted to welcome Lorna and Vass, two of our current trainees. Welcome, Lorna.
1: Hi, Emma. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Vass.
2: Hi, it's great to be here. Um, okay,
0: so before we get started, um, Lorna, just tell me about your current seat um, and what sort of things you're working on at the moment as a trainee.
1: So currently I am in the Court of Protection in Manchester and started in September of this year. So I'm first first year trainee in my first seat, um, work alongside quite um, a big team, I think there's 25 of us. Um ranging from paralegals to solicitors to senior associates and partners um, most of my work day-to-day comes from the um, partners or senior associates and that can range from doing um, court protection deputy applications property and financial affairs work i've never done before so very new um, my previous background was in pi um, so it's all very new work, um, and it can range really. We do support um the medical negligence team and the PI teams in doing um litigation support statements, um, and to be honest, our day to day is not the same. My my work varies quite considerably, but there's quite a crossover really between what you do in court of protection and what you
0: used to do when you were in PI, which is personal injury.
1: Yeah, we do actually see some of the same clients that I, I worked with in the PI team, personal injury team, um, crossover into court protection. So we also once their um, PI settlement, um, you know, has come to an end they um can often see themselves you know working alongside the court protection team so some of the clients that I'd had worked with in PI you know I'm now working with in court protection which is lovely. Good okay and
0: Baz what's your current seat and what sort of things are you working on at the moment?
2: So I'm currently in my first seat which is pensions um my background is in commercial litigation because that's where I good in um And in terms of the day to day tasks, because pensions is quite a niche area of law, there's a lot of research and sometimes there's actually not that much information on the online sources out there. And I guess that's why our individual clients have actually come to IM. Um, So it's a lot of reading legal regulations and reading the actual rules of pension schemes and then drafting advice notes. Um, there's a lot of calls so it could be calls with the other side or advice calls or perhaps calls with pension providers and I think quite a standard trainee task is to do the attendance notes and also just note taking and making just keeping a tab on the next steps
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and then that can be circulated to the wider team and it's quite a helpful way of just managing the caseload. There's also a lot of drafting so it could be company minutes it could be uh, transfer deeds or deeds of amendments and sometimes my supervisor will send me a document and ask me to make specific amendments sometimes it's more just using your own initiative so i've used research and evidence packs from clients and i've drafted letters to the pension ombudsman or also letters uh, to do the internal complaints procedure of the pension scheme and then aside from that there's just keeping a tab on all the emails that come in. And sometimes we have track our spreadsheets just to keep a tab on the cases, and also uh, filing posts to uh, our document management system. Um, And also for me, there's quite a big business development part of the role, I would say. So my supervisor Penny sometimes comments on articles or drafts her own articles, and I assist with those. And again, linking to what I was saying before with research, conduct some research and then send it over to her and that just helps get the IM name out there as well.
0: Oh brilliant that sounds fantastic. Um, Lots of well both of you actually working on lots of different varied uh, tasks and and areas with a lot of client and external contact it sounds like. Okay so um, Lorna I think firstly for our listeners could you just
1: explain what actually is a training contract? So a training contract um, can be a route into um, the legal profession as a solicitor um, if you're a graduate or a non-graduate. So there are those options there, whether you've done um, a law degree or a non-law degree. Um, I did a a full law degree and a master's, um, but I know obviously some of my colleagues um, did, you know, conversion of the GDL. You know, we also have apprenticeship schemes that can, um, you know, further on into a training contract so there's various routes um to obtain a training contract at Owen Mitchell and the training contract itself then it's
0: made up of four seats is it you sort of rotate around
1: yeah so the training contract offers four seats um of a range of different areas and then your fourth seat will be a rotation of something that you've already done okay brilliant um Okay, so I'm going to switch over
0: to Vaz now. But, Lorna, please jump in if you also want to uh, give me your answer to this. But, Vaz, tell me why you wanted to be um, a trainee solicitor. So, what what encouraged you to apply and 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 look at this career really?
2: So, the first thing that attracted me to the career was actually just working as a paralegal and seeing how motivating it was for me to work in a client facing role. So, there is that element of working towards a goal and kind of creating formulated solutions tailored to that specific client linking onto that there's a variety of work because each circumstances for each different client um, can be different essentially and linked into this um, it's quite a collaborative role so as opposed to perhaps a barrister um, our work is in a team and that kind of attracted me to, to the profession so um to give examples from my own work it could be for example uh, having update calls uh, with my team it could be sending documents to be reviewed by the team and then writing comments on certain documents so it's just quite a collaborative role and that attracted me to the career and finally the role of a solicitor has an international element so to give examples from across the firm it could the international serious injury for example but to give some practical examples from the work I did in pensions I had to draft an advice note um, about the pension arrangements in Luxembourg so I would say those three.
0: Well that sounds very exciting I um, I think you're absolutely right actually about the barrister um, issue because they can work in, in, in silos so that, that there can be a team approach with barristers as well but certainly not as much as a solicitor role I think because of that teamwork and you're often working on a number of different um either cases or transactions together as part of a team so um is that what you're finding at the moment in the seat that you're in now
2: yeah it's definitely very collaborative with my whole team
0: yeah. And Lorna, do you have a similar sort of experience or, or tell me why why you wanted to be a trainee?
1: But I think for me personally, um, I wanted to be a trainee because obviously my background was in PI and I am very passionate about that area. But I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted to stay in PI and I was quite curious about you know, would I enjoy something else or, you know, do my skills suit a different area of law? Um, and obviously the training contract gives me that um, opportunity to, to explore and, you know, see if there is something else out there that I find a passion in. Um, I know for me, my skill set is with people being around people, working with people and um, helping people. So I know that that skill set can be adapted into different areas. So um, obviously court protection it is very, um, you know, client heavy, people heavy, as is PI. But um, I wanted to kind of get a good broad experience, um, obviously, for when the day comes that I become a solicitor. You know, I have that um, depth of knowledge across different areas.
0: Yeah. So. Staying with you Lorna I suppose just picking up on on what you've just said in the team that you're in now is there a sort of normal day for a trainee or how would you describe a normal day in the life of a trainee based on what you're doing at the moment?
1: Yeah a a normal day-to-day life of a trainee um, from a corporate Perspective. I wouldn't say every day is the same. It is very, very different. And I think, obviously, being a trainee, you are getting the highest caliber of work because you know we, we kind of need a broad range of work to get across um so i'd say in terms of a day to day workload would definitely be different a lot a lot of the work i do we are um going to visit clients every year and do a a review so um in the period that i'm with the team and um, this is their busiest period so a lot of my um week can be filled with attending on clients and doing those deputy reviews um but it is very varied. You can get very ad hoc tasks such as um, finding conveyances, getting quotes. Um, I attended on a, you know, a client's warehouse and took an inventory of goods. So it can be very legal and then sometimes it's not very legal. So it is a range of work coming across.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, Vaz, you're obviously in a, a completely different seat to Lorna. What about you in terms of your sort of normal day as a trainee does it follow a set pattern how would you describe it
2: so as Lorna said it can be quite varied there's ad hoc tasks that come in so to give an example of quite a random task I received I did have to do hand deliver documents to offices in London but more standard tasks could be for example drafting update emails to clients so sometimes we have letters and correspondence coming in from the other side and it's in quite complex language especially with pensions and you kind of have to draft that in very easy to understand language so almost breaking down the complex into not so complex and again there's just tasks of keeping up to speed with different deadlines and the different emails coming in filling out the tracker spreadsheets as i said and to give an example of something i had this morning i had to fill in an application form uh, that's going to go to the pensions ombudsman. So there's a lot of kind of complaints related correspondence in my day-to-day role.
0: Yeah, I think the point that you made about trying to redraft things so that actually they're not set out in legal jargon is really important. And um, I think whilst you're obviously both in different seats, that's probably something that's consistent across, uh, you know, all trainees really because important to ensure that our clients can understand the advice that we're giving to them um okay so i'm gonna move back to you lorna and ask from your point of view um what skills do you think or feel are are most important to have as a trainee
1: i would say as a trainee um skills such as um being personable especially in in my role in court protection you know we are dealing day to day with people with severe injury brain injury and their families who you know can be going through quite a lot of emotional stress and worry so I think being quite you know down to earth and personable and you know, just speaking to them as you would speak to a friend, essentially, is quite important. I, I know, obviously, that could be different in different areas. But in this area that I'm in at the minute, I think that is such a a big skill to have, because I think if you don't have that naturally, um, some clients struggle with that. Um, you know, having a, a normal conversation, and a lot of the time, they just want somebody to talk to, because they are quite lonely. Um, other skills as a trainee, I would definitely say attention to detail. For example, um, I worked on a litigation support statement, um, which will essentially be used in a trial if if that comes, if you know if that is the case, and you know that will be scrutinised um, by a judge and you know cross-examined by barristers. So, having attention to detail and you know making sure absolutely everything in there. There's just a lot of information in there and if, if you know if you miss anything out or something is wrong you know that could essentially cost the trial um, at a loss so I think it's attention to detail is definitely a big one and then as Vaz mentioned earlier we do attend a lot of meetings and they can be quite lengthy meetings with lots of different people experts case managers um, support workers barristers so being able to listen but also type and actually understand what is happening um is is a big skill to have as a trainee yeah well I'd completely agree
0: with all of those and and actually I I don't think they're just skills you need as a trainee I think they're skills you need all the way through um your legal career okay so Baz I'm going to come to you to ask for the advice that you would give to those who are considering a career in law so what what advice or tips would you give to them
2: So, in terms of advice and tips for those considering a career in law, I would say work experience is quite key. So, if you're even doing law as an undergrad, or even actually if you're not doing law as an undergrad degree, um, there's legal advice lines you can get involved with right from university. I would say maybe yeah, do some pro bono work or volunteering work, and just get start to get to grips with what a career as a lawyer might actually be like. Another tip I would give is to use your university's career service because I know for me speaking from experience they helped me draft applications and also uh, ran mock interviews which I think was quite helpful and if you actually can get paralegal experience I know it's easier said than done in this current climate um, I think it can be a very good conversation starter in interviews and also you can talk about the skills you've received from from those experiences in applications And I would also say, be prepared to deal with rejection because you probably will get quite a few no's before you get that yes. And instead of dwelling, actually take a step back, reflect learn from the experience and kind of put it into the next application and the final tip i would say is quality over quantity when it comes to applications so don't fall into the trap of having that standard application saved on your computer and just copying and pasting certain bits into different application forms i think the the approach of less is more is actually kind of more productive when applying for for training contracts and i would also say research the firms you're applying to very well um, so that could be the size of the firm, the culture of the firm, the type of work they do. And when writing applications, have to think about how actually you would fit into that firm and make sure that comes across in your application form.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. And, and actually, as a training principal, you know, I want to know why you want to work here at Erwin Mitchell. So it, it is really important, I think, to to make sure that um, you're researching the firm that, that you're applying for. OK. And Lorna, I'm just going to come to you to ask, and and Faz again, jump in if if you would like to, but what do you think are the benefits of of working here at Owen Mitchell?
1: The benefits at Owen Mitchell, I would say, obviously, I've worked here for quite a a long time now, um, way before my training contract, and there has been a lot of changes, you know, after COVID. um, You know, the firm have adapted amazingly to the, you know, the, the way of working and um, we, we do offer a flexible by choice approach so um, there is no um, obligation to come into the office if you know if, if that's your preference um, but obviously we do have an office that is open if, if people choose to come into the office so that is quite an amazing benefit to have because Some of our days aren't structured as they used to be. It gives everybody that flexibility to, you know, do things maybe later on in the day and come back to work in the evening. I would say other benefits. The firm offer a variety of um, committees, such as the Great Place to Work Committee. And the trainees are encouraged to get involved in that, which I think is great. And it kind of allows you to meet people and get a feel of the firm and, you know, um, the kind of projects that they work on outside of your day-to-day work.
2: Just one thing to add, I would say that you can really tell that the culture of the firm permeates um, throughout the offices. Um, It's a very down to earth kind of inclusive culture and obviously as a trainee, when you want to ask questions, it can sometimes be daunting. But I've never felt that my supervisor would look down on me for asking a silly question or anything like that. So that's what I would add.
0: Brilliant. Okay, well, um, I think it just leaves me to say thank you, Lorna and Vaz, for that really helpful insight into your lives as trainees. So that is it for today. Um, Thank you again, both Lorna and Vaz, for sharing um, your experiences of your training contracts at Erwin Mitchell. We hope as listeners you found this useful. Uh, If you'd like to find out more about our early career opportunities, please do visit our website, Uh, which is erwinmitchell.com forward slash recruitment. Thanks for listening to the Erwin Mitchell podcast. If you found it interesting, then please do join us for our next episode and stay safe.